Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. She's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's watch TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Watch TV. Hello. You can catch me in Cleveland, Ohio, July 14th, 15th, 16th. I'm going to be at Hilarities Comedy Club in Cleveland. Get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. And as always, become a Patreon fan. Support the podcast. Become a Patreon fan at Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. That's Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Hi. Hi, Mom. Hi. Oh, and today's today's episode is... The show God's Favorite Idiot on Netflix, dedicated to Patreon member Brie Fur. Hi, Brie. Thanks so much for how, uh, suggesting this show. How are you? How are you, Mom? I'm good. Did you want to talk anything about that something, something special going on in December? No. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, how is your dog, by the way? We'll start there. He's great. Why? Because Mac is the sneakiest little sneaky snake ever first of all his new fixation is eating clothes doesn't matter it's not just socks socks underwear shirts shorts and he will go for clothes if you leave clothes on the ground or on the bed he's got them so today i left the closet door open and the hampers are in the closet he very softly he does it super (laughs) soft he goes into the hamper picks out a sock And then I caught him walking out of the room, but he tries very hard to not let his claws hit the, or his nails hit the floor. And then he'll tip, 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 tip. And then when I caught him, he walks with his head facing backwards, looking at you the whole time as he's doing it, just to make sure that you don't turn around. (laughs) Goldens, they're smart. Do you have any toys that represent that kind of texture that he's like, did you want? I mean, yes, but nothing that would simulate clothing. Like and he's, he's got, got another, a lot of toys. He does. And we had to, we just did a toy purge, too. And he's still got a lot of toys. Which is real way. Uh, a lot of toys from when he was a puppy are just too small for him now. They're like, oh, okay. I feel like he could swallow them if he tried, you know. So yeah. I took it away. And then we took away any flavored toys or real bone toys cuz we're still trying to get his allergies figured out cuz he is this dog's got eczema i swear all up and down his skin he's got little patches of of i like dandruff dry skin it's bizarre you've got to take him to the dermatologist and see what that is the dogatologist so that you can tell the vet the vet is saying we should take him to the dermatologist. And do she it. just wants us to ride out this food first, which I get. I understand. He's had that. He's had that. I mean, you might as well see. Is it the food? Is it eczema? Oh, is it something God. else? And guess what? I caught him chewing on today. What? A screw. <gasps> A screw. I was like, where did you even find the screw? Oh, he's going to find all kinds of I things. I know. And I was also like, well... This could have been a $10,000 trip to the vet. Crazy. But yeah, he the thing with our new house is, is he's finding shit all over everywhere. Everywhere. 
<laughs> he is loving it. There's shit in the bushes and rabbit poop and all sorts oh, of shit. You know about that rabbit poop. I know. What, what are we going to do? Like, I, I can't be. I, because if he's eating that rabbit poop, you might as well just make the vet appointment now. The, he, he's got, and then he eats his own hair when we he brush him. Not. When I brush him. At, when I br- first of all, when you brush a golden retriever, it looks like you just sheared a sheep, an alpaca. I so I got, I keep all of his hair in a clump so that I can take it and throw it away. After he will very sneakily turn his head around while you're brushing his ass and start eating his fur. He's and a he, puppy. He wants to try all kinds. Have that bag or waste. I take. Did they grow out of this? Yeah. When I take Louie and brush his hair, I have the wastebasket right next to me. And every time I clean the, I put it right into the wastebasket. Yeah, I should probably. Because I don't want it blown all over the backyard. (laughs) Golden retriever fur, it like blows like it's going to be. That's what I'm convinced clouds are. Just golden retriever fur that blew up into the sky. And that's what clouds are. I bet birds love it because they'll make nests out of it. Birds love it. Bees love it. Everybody in the street loves that. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> We're bizarre. Anyway, okay, I want to start with this. For okay. how many how many episodes of God's Favorite Idiot did you watch? Two. Me too. And on the count of three, I want you to say if you liked it or not. Yes means okay. I liked it. No means not. One, two, three. No. no. Yeah, I didn't either. I got good, I got some good stuff for the Patreon. Okay, so, so okay. First of all, give them the synopsis. The plot. I was searching for that word, and that's the word I finally found. It's plot. The show plot. It's a very kind, peaceful man who gets struck by lightning, and in his world now he glows. An angel appears. He's sent by God. He meets with him and says he is chosen to help the world because Lucifer is trying to take over heaven. And it's not going very well for God right now. So he's asking him to spread the message to everybody and help save heaven. Quick, digestible episodes. They're like 22 minutes long. Melissa McCarthy's in it, which is actually, first of all, Nothing against Briefer or the other people who told us to watch it. Right. No, but, we want to watch stuff. But they whether were saying, they were telling us that this is like the funniest show they've watched in a while. And I was watching it and I was like. Well, that's just like people who like certain comedians and other people don't. It's whatever your taste is. I guess. And that's the thing is I'm like, I am a big Melissa McCarthy fan. Yeah. And as I was watching the show, I was like. Well, I don't know. I'm stuff just I'm going to bring up on Patreon will make this very clear. I'm just kind of not into this one. Well, her husband uh, was the creator of the show. Her husband's yeah, the creator. Uh, and he's in the show. Which one is which he? His name Ben Fel- Falcone. Who is, which, who does he play? He plays the guy struck by God, I mean, struck by the angel with a glow. Oh, they're married in real life? They're married in real life. They've been married in real life since, I think, 2005 or something like oh. that. They have a couple kids. He is the creator of the show. Well, and that's he is cool. in the show. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I'm not. They met each other in improv. I'm in not bad mouthing the plot of the show or anything. You know, here's the other thing. I watched two episodes. Like, maybe I need to give it another go. Like you say, Yellowstone took you like three episodes. I don't know. And I have to ask you something else. Is this plot overdone? Well, I, that's exactly what I wrote down. 
to me, like, where's the creativity when we can name five shows, off, movies and shows off the top of our head that have the same premise? An angel comes to Earth, an angel goes in your body, uh, you know, you become God's messenger. That has been played over for 50 years. Wasn't there one with Do- John Denver where he was God? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it just called God? Or what was that called? It was called God and it was with uh, Burns. Um, George Burns. George Burns and John God. Denver. Yes, and he had the voice of God, and it was hilarious. It was. And really I remember good. he instead of saying "God damn it," he said "Me damn it." Yeah, <laughs> that was a very very funny movie. But there's like that. There's Bruce Almighty. Right. There's one I'm going to talk about. It's you got to see it. You and Morgan, you'll love it. It's called Heart and Soul. Oh, I've seen it. You saw it with us, mom and dad. Oh, in the nineties. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. It was in the 90s. It was excellent. Oh my, wait, her, wait, Robert Downey Jr. Correct. Before his first relapse. Well, I don't know when that or was. Or before his first, like, go into uh, rehab. And I remember he was amazing. Like, amazing, amazing. That's a great he movie. Was. Another one. Another one was Michael with, I believe, John Travolta. He was. And he, the angel he played was a bad angel. He was always getting in trouble. He was smoking cigarettes. He was yeah. Doing, it was so good. Yeah. Now, they, now all these shows and movies have diff, they have like different plots around the same sort of theme. And yeah. if you think about it, so many shows, so many shows are just like, this one with a twist or like it's right. like that one with a twist, right. which is fine. But for some reason, this like um, biblical twist doesn't do it for me. Like it might do it for somebody else watching. Clearly it did for our fans. They asked us to watch it, but it just doesn't do it for me for yeah, some for me, reason. If you're going to reincarnate the same premise Ooh, of a show. Reincarnate on an episode about God and Jesus and the Savior and Moses and Mary and all of the little children who are walking in the desert with the Lord. Amen. Okay, what? Anyway, if you're gonna going to use that premise, you better write it really, really well. I'm not saying you better create it really well. I'm not saying this wasn't. It It actually was enjoyable to watch. It was just like the uh, that that theme. I'm not in the way. You know, and I want I want Patreon fans to know that when they suggest stuff and, and they love it, but we may not or I may not or you may not. It's all okay. We are so happy that they suggested this because maybe some of our listeners are going to say, let me give a peek at that. And they may like it. Yeah, I, I say this all the time. I think I've said so it's this. All okay. I don't think I've ever said this on the pod, but you and I have had this conversation a lot. When people come to me and they're like, oh, this comic is bad. And they're not a comic. They're a comedy consumer. Or they say this comic's not funny. I always sit back and I'm like, to you. I don't right. think, I don't think that, successful comics are not funny because comedy is relative. It's funny to that demographic of consumer, which is why dad and I have very different people who we like you and I have some similar and a lot of different Morgan and I very different, but that's the beauty of comedy. You can be successful and you're never going to be for everybody. And that doesn't mean you're not funny. And to me, it's not always the demographic. It's the type of person you are. I could be, have 10 friends in the same demographic as me, but they might not like what I like. Mm -hmm. Like Lisa Lampanelli. I like Lisa Lampanelli, 
But some of the demographics in the 60 year old range might say, are you out of your mind? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just your taste, the way you were raised, the type of person you are calls to the type of comedy you want. Oh, so, for sure. There's only you know? there's only one comic that I watched their special and I was like, this is bad. And I said that not because of the content and the fan base, but it was like very, very, very obvious to me that this person was not a comic, not a stand-up comedian. Maybe they're a comedian in another realm. Actually, they are. I know they are. And they're very successful at what they do. But it was very obvious to me from the special that their team saw an opportunity to make more money if this person put out a comedy special. So they did. And it wasn't great. And I remember being like, "Mm, I don't think think you're a stand up. You can be a comedian. You're you're a stand up. I think you're very generous in your commentary or thoughts about another comedian. I don't, you are not mean about it at all. Um, you always, you know, you're very good about being generous about it. Well, there's reasons so you're for not that. a type of guy. Go, well, I'm a comedian and you're a comedian, but I don't like you. It, no, you're not like that at all. And you have a vast array of, uh, comedians that you like that can be very different from one another. Oh, for sure. Okay. Here's the other thing about comedy though, too, is, I don't know. And this this has been a thought for a while. This isn't because of like the what's happening in comedy right now. But it blows my mind that people will consistently send like hate and shade and bad reviews and bad comments and bad things to comics when we have one of the most difficult forms of entertainment like we are one person on stage holding an audience's full attention for an hour like that's borderline impossible but we do it night after night after night so when people are like this isn't funny or you call yourself a comic like i get that in the comments on youtube all the youtube comments are wild people are like oh this is just another example of bad comedy it's like How can you say that to a comedian when we're quite literally doing something that you could never even think to do for yourself? It just like blows my mind. And also listen to the laughs in the background. Clearly some people like that. People would just say, "Uh, this is a comic. I don't get it. It's not my type of comedy, but maybe it's yours. Instead of saying you're just a bad comic, like, like, all over like you're just a bad comic you don't know what you're doing like you're a bad doctor you're a bad nurse no to you you just don't like my comedy so why don't they just do it that way right so that's why i'm saying that it also is why i'm saying too i respect this show god's favorite idiot i respect the art of writing this show and writing these concepts and some of the joke i was laughing there are definitely it's just not not funny it's just not for me One of the things when I questioned myself about, is this, am I liking this? I was bored. It was, the jokes were so fast paced. They were fast. They were furious. It was hard to go on the ride because it was just, you know, the, the tempo of the conversations were so fast, but there was one early in the movie where Melissa McCarthy, she's this eccentric, crazy drug alcoholic person. Right. (laughs) And she 
drives a like a scooter motorized that looks like scooter. a wheelchair scooter. <laughs> I thought to she work, was right? I thought she was like disabled until she I know at all. It's like she t- stole somebody's scooter and decorated it up, and that's her mode of transportation. transportation. Yeah. So she's going down the street, and a, and a girl passes her by. And she's on her iPhone and she says, get off the phone. You're not even that interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. Just just the way she did it, she didn't look at her. She just kept going straight ahead. There was another time, too. This light's killing me here. When she was talking about, because she saw the man glowing for the first time. He was like struck by lightning, which is like God going inside of him or something. I don't know. And this man like glows from time to time. Okay. Right. When that one song comes on, he starts. Yeah. Starts. That Harry Styles song. What was it? It's a Harry Styles song. What's the name of it? I forgot. It's like sad and slow. Everyone, if you just say that Harry Styles song, that's sad and slow. People should know. Oh, okay. I thought I wrote it down, but maybe I didn't. Anyway, she sees him glow for the first time and she's trying to like convince people that this happened. And she's like, I swear to God, this happened. And they were like, was it the night that you were on Quaaludes? <laughs> she's like, no. They're like, was it the night you did cocaine three times? She's like, no. no it wasn't that <laughs> it night. Wasn't she was and I didn't do cocaine that three times that night. And then later on in the conversation, she's like, and I also need everyone to know in the spirit of honesty, I did do cocaine three times that night. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, and she did say, well, I think it was the time that I did cocaine with a qualude and then I took my estrogen pills. I think it was that. Beta, time. My beta blockers. My beta blockers. <laughs> it's like, I think it was my beta blockers. I think it may have been my beta blockers, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it was good. But it was, it was so like, quick, 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 quick. Sometimes you could ignore it. I did want to say that. Say um, it. Say it, Fran. Tell us. Tell the people. In episode two, well, first of all, he goes, walks out of the house. Tell us, tell us. He walks out of the house and he gets struck by lightning. You go, here we go. Here's the story premise. But in episode two, when the angel comes down and starts to appear to him, you hear, when I die and I lay to my rest. Mom, don't do this to me right now. I don't know that. That was good. Because that's the song that you want to be played at your funeral when they walk you out. <laughs> I remember your funeral request, so. You just got to get a priest. He'll do it for you. But A priest? Yeah. Why wouldn't they do it? I'm going to tell them. They'll say, I'm sorry, you're in church and you're not allowed to play any of those And I will say, this was the request. For our Father. wedding. <gasps> oh, yeah. What happened at your wedding? For our wedding, we got married at St. Bonaventure's Monastery, which is on Mount Elliott in downtown. You love giving is. up all this like, <laughs> like would say, where are you getting married? And I said, uh, on Mount Elliott down St. Bonaventure, it's a soup kitchen. You're getting married at the soup kitchen. They thought that our wedding reception was going to be in the soup kitchen. But anyway, our priest was dad's next door neighbor that he grew up with all of his life. Okay. Amen. Father Nardoni. Mom, and stop we said to Father Nardoni, giving identifying information. We said to him, <laughs> the song that I really want played, and we had a beautiful singer. Oh, I forgot about piano, this, yeah. Was Memories from the show Cats. <laughs> first of all, that's so random. In the that is that so one. random, first of all. So, no, it wasn't. So... 
oh, this was back in 1985. Cats came out, you know, it was a big song, big song, great song. He goes, we are not playing that. And I said, why? He goes, do you know what that song signifies, represents, you know, who's singing that song? I thought, I said, a cat? And he goes, a prostitute cat. I go, oh, does that mean I can't have it? He goes, no, you cannot have it. But here's the thing. And I said, well, I'll just go put a, a tip jar on the piano player's piano and make it happen. Make it happen. First of all, that man believes in prostitute cats. That's what it was in the movie, in the show. There's this street here in Seattle, Mom, called Aurora, and it is riddled with prostitutes. Riddled with prostitutes. Where Dad was when they tried to pick him up? Here in Seattle? Remember the first time he decided to go for a walk? No, this he, so he didn't go on to Aurora. But however, when you guys get here, we'll drive you down Aurora. So <laughs> Morgan and I were driving down Aurora and we got stuck at a red light. The prostitutes were walking by and just very, very happily giving us this like very quick wave and snacking their gum like, hey, hey. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, they're waving at me. Yeah, I, it was unbelievable. But I mean, they're just trying to get they're just trying to get their coin. Need it, baby. We're they're trying, trying to, to they're trying to get that coin and flip it on to the next one. Also, That's they were what it was like selling sunset was like they're very your job. They're very cute, actually. Most of the prostitutes on Aurora are actually cute. So if you're looking for a little love. And you're in and Seattle, Washington. <laughs> if you're looking for a little love Aria, you can go to Aurora by Home Depot on Aurora oh, Avenue in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> and you can get Blake, tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. He, he's going, he knows. That's where the prostitutes Oh, are. he knows. He's too young to know. Do you know what Blake said? I gotta what? tell you what Blake said. First of all, like 21 year old podcast producer in the studio in the flesh right here, right in front of me. Listen, I called him because I was running late. I was like, Blake, there's a crazy person in the parking structure. He's trying to get into cars. I have to park somewhere else. I'm going to be a couple minutes late. He's like, okay. So I get up here and we're bitching about all the riffraff that's going on in the specific part of Seattle that we're in right now. And Blake goes, I know the other guy this the other day, this guy offered me a free proctology exam and I'm not even old enough yet. And I was like, what? Where? (laughs) And he just laughing. He's like, I'm just kidding. I'm like, but here's the thing about that joke is in Seattle, fully plausible. Fully plausible. That's fully, funny. fully, funny, funny, fully funny. plausibleness. Anything else you got to say about this show? No, I wouldn't. Not I would not tell people not to watch it. I wouldn't actively refer it. You wouldn't? Would not? I would not actively refer the show oh, unless so, somebody like you would say. The only way I would refer this show is if I was at a dinner party and someone at the table said, you know, I've been looking for a new show to watch that has to do with God and angels in set in modern day with Melissa McCarthy. And I was just wondering (laughs) if anybody knew if you could think of any title, a show that would be like that. That's when I would suggest it. Well, Brie, we thank you for opening our eyes. Brie, we thank you for opening our eyes to new, new horizons. Uh, yeah, you never know. I mean, I'm glad you think it's funny, and 
you know, maybe dad would think it's funny, you know, I don't know, but, maybe. um, but thanks Never so did. much for, for suggesting that we appreciate it. And as always, you guys can become Patreon members and tell us what to watch. You can become a Patreon member too at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. That's patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. I want to say hello to our newest Patreon members. Oh yeah. Hello to Colleen McCabe. Hi Colleen. Dominique. Just Dominique and Jean Lurker. Thank you guys for becoming Patreon fans. We just love your sweet little succulent souls. You little buttercups. Little buttercups. And we'll see you next time on Uh, Let's Watch Watch TV. TV.